Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 9 of Bikini Body Podcast. I am your host, Allegra Paris. And I'm your co-host, Dalton Evans. I feel like we're not really numbering the episodes, but we're just really proud of you guys that we've gotten episode 9. And we are pushing. We're, we're pushing. We're, we're pushing. pushing. Dalton, do we have anything exciting to tell everybody? It's only been like two days, so. Wait, but... Anything new? Anything? Did you eat anything you want to tell everyone about or what? Nothing <laughs> new, nothing exciting. Honestly, a long work week. Um, trying to get back into it. And only Wednesday. Yeah, so. it's literally only Wednesday. I kept thinking like today was Thursday and I was like, oh my God, tomorrow's Friday. Thank God. That's because we're going to Wine Wednesday today, guys. I know. We'll see you in Moxie's later. We're usually into our Thursday like fun day. But the little steak bites. Oh my God, I can't Oh, I'm wait. having those. I'm like pumped, pumped for these steak bites. We'll tell everyone about that in a little bit. But guys, the two topics for today, the first one's going to be diet trends, fads, and hacks, all those kind mm-hmm. of funky things you hear online that you probably want to know more about. The second one is actually, it's funny because we've been always talking about training for weight loss and aesthetics, but the second topic is going to actually be about training for functionality and longevity. Well, we'll just kind of get into that. But basically, I have some clients that are not as focused on their aesthetics. They just want to live a good, long life with no pain, right? No joint pain, knee pain. They want to be able to go snowboarding, skiing. They're like in their later 40s or early 40s and and so on. So those are our two topics. God, I feel like I've not worked out for my longevity. It's like bad. It's like, so it's like, what are you working out for? I'm like, to look good. To look good. You're like, you're like limping off the plane. Yeah. Like sciatica. Oh my God. Actually, always. Literally always. It's the worst. We'll no. get into that later. We but will, anyway. There's so many topics. Uh, we'll start on topic one. So. Bad tax. Let's trends. have you start by telling us one that you've heard about that you think's funny or maybe you don't know about or what. I think the funniest one is the tummy teas. <laughs> the teas. The detox teas. The tea. Tell them what you just <laughs> called it when we were off there. So back in the beginning of my fitness journey, there I was at Blink Fitness in New York and I was like literally like barely never worked out or anything and there was this girl there who she had like the smallest waist she would wear like her waist trainer and would always just like run around the gym with like her dumbbells and I was I went up to her one day and I was like how do you stay so skinny and she was like well just like tummy tuck tea I don't think it was called tummy tuck no it was because I literally bought it (laughs) (laughs) are they kidding Um, no it was called tummy tuck tea and it was like one of those like Instagram like fad I don't think it's around anymore but I definitely did like buy it and I definitely did canceled. drink it and I don't did you have the tummy tuck figure the only thing yeah no you're like I oh think, things I mean, happened maybe, but no well yeah. guys let's t- let's touch on that really quick so the real when you see tea associated more times than not it's actually going to be a form of a laxative not just like a straight up laxative and you're just that's it but there'll be some chemical situations in the tea usually that have that are similar to taking a laxative pill diuretic so then it kind of just means you know you will be on the toilet later you know and like look you want to be regular for sure. It's also going to give that physical look of a thinner waist because you're just not carrying yeah. as much of Maybe excess. Maybe that was a tip. Maybe it actually like was her secret. I don't recommend those teeth, obviously, because all of a sudden you're like, shh, at the grocery store and you're like, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> like, I think that stuff's crazy. And sometimes, most of the time, it's going to be like chemicals. Like I never, even if clients are constipated, whatever, I don't tell them to take laxatives because that does have to travel through your body. There can be chemicals involved. So it's definitely a little bit scary. If you are dealing with constipation and all that, we're going to touch on that a little bit with like fiber concepts and ways to do it more healthily. But yeah, I just think the teas are get a little bit funky, but it is going to be because it has a laxative property to it and you are going to be in the bathroom after you drink your little tea. But it's just so funny because like I felt like there was such a period 
like like a, in like what 2008 2019 where like the teas were like that was the mm -hmm. thing that was everyone's secret to weight loss but it's i mean i guess it makes sense and it's like some capacity but yeah like do i haven't like studied any of them but i'm just like if i ever got pr approached by them i was always like no because like yeah as a trainer like why would i be telling people to just like drink a tea that's gonna make them sit on the toilet like, <laughs> there's other ways you know yeah no more tummy tech tea no more tummy tech tea <laughs> dalton's I like think, got like a, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to your house my tomorrow in my cabinet open my cabinet <laughs> like six different don't flavors look in here don't open that cabinet <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, okay, okay. What was the next one? Like diet pills. Diet pills. I went down. So you went down that road. Okay, in college. God, or, I went down all these roads. Like, no, we did, you kind of had to, and I'm I'm grateful I did because I can help people. Diet pills. I don't know that we would call this a diet pill, but there's like the thermogenic pills or whatever. Yes. Yeah. With the teas, it's mostly laxative. The basis with these is going to be energy. It's going to be caffeine, right? Because caffeine does kind of suppress appetite, yeah. right? When you're having coffee in the morning, you're not always hungry. Some people are, most people aren't. I remember those pills, you'd take them and just be lit up. Oh my God. Like, like the shakes. <laughs> Literally, they have the shakes. You know, the shakes, or you'd feel like your fingers tingling. Like yeah. their concept is that they're trying with like thermogenic to get that metabolism spiked because then once your metabolism is spiking, it's burning through uh, fat more efficiently. Everything's happening metabolism more aggressively. But again, like those are just crazy things. And the, the problem with those things is if your body becomes used to that, it's not going to do the process on its own. So now all of a sudden you're putting a pill in your body to increase your metabolism, but really it should just be increased through workout, increased yep. heart rate and diet. Diet, yeah. So again, like staying away from those things. It's also like if you take melatonin too much, right? Your body just stops. Well, it's producing. Not as, it's well, not as it good at producing it, it. Yeah. Or it's like, well, you're feeding that to me. So why should I have to? Also the same thing with even like taking a magnesium to help go to the bathroom and things like that. You want to be careful because if you are doing that every single day, then it will have an adverse effect and then you're not going on your own. So again, just always be careful with these like things that your body isn't creating on its own i've learned like if it's a shortcut you're gonna burn your fat like if you take this or like yes i mean the same with ozempic like even though always, that's like <laughs> i mean i'm not like literally actually people are actually working but like <laughs> these like shortcuts or these like little things that are just like pr telling you like it's proven you're gonna like lose weight loss like it's usually not in like your best interest uh, is what i've learned i feel like a good way to say like that is like with, especially with ozempic that has to come from a doctor and everything and it's more serious yeah. and you're injecting yourself with like anything like you're saying over the, the over counter the, over the counter pills like, that's like promising to let you lose like 20 pounds and like, just by and like popping you, something you might only see those in america and like not any other country because it's like yeah, kind of sketchy you know and it's, uh, half the stuff's not even approved or it's not even like regulated it's just like weird yeah. a lot of green tea pill i think you even did that i think it's green tea is like so high in caffeine even though black tea is higher but oh my god is it know. i've been drinking these black tea drinks yeah black tea is like the highest in caffeine are you sure it's not green I'm pretty sure it's We need to look this up. Okay. And so you're like having it before you go to bed. You're like, I'm I was drinking one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why is my heart pounding? You know, it's normal. You're like laying Regularly in bed, happens. like staring at the ceiling. It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, now I know. Okay. No, I knew tea was know. like that, but you know, some of them are like bedtime tea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so basically if something seems like it's a little trick hack thing over the it counter. It probably is a trick. It probably is. Like you can add all of these things together and have this like really great routine for yourself, like the lemon water, but like you can't just drink lemon water and lose weight. Like it's all these things, you just have to have a routine going for yourself. One thing will not be the fix to all of it. But one thing I want to talk about that was positive is intermittent fasting. Yeah. People would call that like a hack or like a trick. Guys, just remember with intermittent fasting, people are like, oh my God, I went over it by one hour, I've lost everything. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, this is just a tool. 
This is a tool to help you. Intermittent fasting, you're probably an overeater, right? That was me. Like I just wanted to eat with my quantity was too high. But then with intermittent fasting, it, it helped me to like just cut my window. But like if you go over, it doesn't matter. It's not like your body's like, oh, it's half past seven. Like you're shot. Yeah. Just give it, give it all up. It's like, yeah. no, no. It's just a tool that you're exercising yourself. You're using that tool. I always fast in the morning to like 11 or 12 for breakfast. And then at Same. dinner, it doesn't really matter when I have my dinner. It's not that it has to be the seven hour window. It's that I'm using this as a tool to just not overeat. Yeah. That's all. So guys, don't flip out about that. The best part to look at it, try fasting in the morning because it's the easiest time to fast. You didn't like break the seal with food yet. And then in the evening, you want to try to eat like three to four hours before bed. So it ends up being- As we talked about like last time. And then I literally yes. went home after our last <laughs> podcast, ate so late, had, did not sleep. Right. Text you in the morning. I was like so puffy and just Ugh. like didn't sleep. It was so bad. But yeah, because you're. I need to like literally take my own advice. Like what's going on here? I know. Because your body's trying to like digest all night. Yeah. Some people do great with that. Some people eat and go right it's bad. I'm mostly men that I know, but like, oof. No. But yeah, guys, intermittent fasting, one other point on that. So again, it's a tool to help if you are an, an overeater and it's not like you're limiting, you're not limiting yourself. You're just setting a little bit of a timeline. I used to have IBS. I swear I cured it, cured it, whatever. But like, I swear I fixed it by uh, fasting in the mornings because for me, I need to fully, fully empty my stomach fully for it to just have a little bit of a break. And then I just drink my coffee, my water, and then I eat by like 11 or 12. And that feels really good on my digestive system. Mm, yeah, everyone's different. For you. Yeah. Right. Everyone's a little different. I, you, I always encourage people to try it. Some people are like, I feel faint, this or that. Like, I don't. I have like just food from the night before. I don't know. I'm just sitting at a desk. Like, yeah. I'm not like going to go run a marathon. It'd be a different story. But I feel my, my stomach, if it's not like fully empty, then I go to have breakfast. I'm just feeling a little bit like impacted and like not sure. I don't know. Like for me, full. it was just like full. Yeah. Like icky. Like, let me just. And also there's like so many benefits to fasting that can be really, really positive. But a lot of it does have to do with like gut health, digestive health. So if you're someone that actually suffers from digestive issues, like my one side of my family like has a ton. Fasting was like what cured my situation. I think it just acted as like a reset. You hear when people do fast, it's because they want to like reset their gut. Yeah. It's not for weight loss. So every morning you kind of do like a mini. You got to make sure that you don't wait too long. I know people try to wait to like two or three. Sometimes the problem with that. If you let your blood sugar drop too low, you cannot replenish it in that same day. So you're just like this lethargic like blah your whole day. You can't even get your blood sugar back up. So don't go too long. And they also say like fasting like too often or like just like not eating. Like I feel like a lot of people, there's been women in my family who will do this where it's like they just won't eat because it's like, oh, I like overate. So let me just like not eat. But it's like you're actually destroying your metabolism. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've had to like learn that also where it's like if I felt like I ate like too much the night before and then I don't eat the next day or something, then I end up actually I feel like. It's like sluggish. Yeah. you. I mean, you feel terrible for one, like eat, even if it's like smaller, just like or healthy just meals, just get back protein. on track. Yeah. 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 You can't just like starve yourself. It makes no sense. It doesn't do anything. Your body goes into starvation mode and it just holds on to all your food and all your fat anyways. Like yeah. the body's very smart. But yes, I think some people were like, I just have one meal a day. And I'm like, well, your metabolism is going to slow down. You don't want to do that. Like you want that thing fast because as we get older, it slows. Yeah. Think about what you used to eat in college. Like, I mean, when I first got to college, I was housing like bacon, egg and cheese. We would literally get a, like a double stack bacon egg yes. and cheese every single morning. So your metabolism is so going to slow on its own. Like don't do, don't do the one meal a day thing. Like let's definitely listen to your body. You do a little bit of the intermittent fasting if you need. I freaking love it. But like my sister is like so anti it. She says it just doesn't work for her. So In intermittent fasting. Yeah. Like she has to start her, she breaks her fast with like a, would she have some protein or something? I don't know, like a fat. Like she has some different thing. We have very different like styles builds. of eating. But well, it's more like our compositions internally, like immune system wise, everything is 
is definitely a little bit different. Yeah. But I'm just like, guys, I don't know. Intermittent fasting is amazing. Any, any other ones? Just like the biggest ones. The biggest ones that I know of. We could talk about keto. I could piss some people off. See, I don't know that much about keto, so educate me. Piss some people <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going to call it a fad because it is a temporary diet. I don't like anything that's temporary because it's not long term. What's the point of doing it? You know, it's like you want to develop practices you're going to have your whole life or it's a waste of time, you know, like dating, but like you're not getting like married person. It's like, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I don't know. Just like figure it out. Like lock, like, yeah. like figure out what you're doing. <laughs> so with macros, I love is you're going to use that, you know, your whole life. That's not a diet. That's like your literal, the mathematics behind eating. And that's why I always talk about them. You're always going to be thinking about your macros if you want to have control of your diet. Keto is going to be a diet type where you basically are eating little to no carbs. So your body's like, okay, why did you take my immediate source of energy away? Let's go to the next energy source, which is your fats, ketones, right? So if you're using your fats to burn to, as energy, it's, you're in ketosis. So your body will start burning all your fat as your energy. Mm. And then the third one is if you're just like shot, not eating enough, that's how you lose muscle. Then your body goes into muscle. So you have those three. Sometimes I feel like when I'm running really long distances, I can feel when my body switches from burning carbs to fat, like hurts. Interesting. Oh. Wow. It's like a keto, a ketone ketosis situation, but that's just because I'm like a freak and I feel like I always think about these things. Yeah. But. Yeah. But so, I think, I mean, that's a good like way to go into our next point because I feel like a lot of people end up doing keto for like their brain health or like for performance. Remember we were out mm. in the Hamptons like a couple of years ago and like I was eating like that fat bar. Remember he was like <laughs> so crazy into like, I mean his, like his keto diet, yeah. but it was more for like performance and cognitive performance than it was actually for. Right. Cause fat is loss. your, is your yeah. Your brain health. It's your um, cognitive brain function. But guys, I just don't like it because you never want to eliminate an entire uh, macronutrient because of the vitamins and minerals you're going to get from it. You're mostly hearing of men have more success on keto because again, men do better with fats than women. But like, I mean, I know people that were so dizzy on it that felt like they had no energy. They were lethargic. But the problem is you're not going to do it the rest of your life. So what is the point? You're just yeah. tricking your body at the moment, but then you got to go back to carbs eventually. And again, a lot of the females that I talked to, they weren't regular anymore because a lot of the time you're going to get your fiber and you're going to get all these carbs. things from your freaking like cereals and um, yeah, your whole wheats, your your oats, your so grains. nothing's pushing yeah. it all through. It's just kind of like, why are you doing that? Especially if you're a woman that wants to have a baby, like why would you not going to have a child on keto? You're growing something like, and you just need to take in all the vitamins and minerals that can come your way through all your normal food groups. Yep. Period. So it's just like, Period. it's not worth like learning this little diet technique that's going to make you lose weight that you potentially would gain back just when you get out of keto. It's better to just understand your macros, do it the normal way and the balanced way. You also won't be that person at dinner that's like, I'm keto. And everyone looks at you and they're like, well, you literally can't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You have nothing on this like table of food because you're super high maintenance. So yeah. like, you're just a little annoying. <laughs> and then if I'm like getting fights with like, if it's like a guy in the corner on keto and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like does it work sure but most of the time once you have to get off of it you'll end up kind of gaining back because you just like worst you're out of, out of whack i've had a few friends call me and be like hey can you help me get off keto and i'm like really? yeah it's not that easy you've just confused your body like and a lot and yourself and yourself <laughs> and they say like if some people's skin got kind of like green and yellow from it because they're having oh my so, god they're having so much fat and they're having like saturated i used to see people eat like piles of bacon which yes, i'm gonna be like yeah. unhealthy fat it's just kind of like what are you doing I don't know. Yeah. I had a friend whose like mother did it and she would make these like casseroles and it'd be like a fat casserole. It'd literally be like bacon and like cheese and like just craziness. And like that was like her dinner because she was like keto. And it was like, yeah. It's like they uh, had, had, like you said, there's like the brain stuff and you are going to lose weight temporarily. It's just, but I also feel like that's a different talk type long of term. fat. Like when you're like being keto, but besides just like eating like a bacon fat to like, 
there's good know, fat. Like a healthier fat. We talked about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe but it I'm doesn't, not. But it doesn't matter. It's like you want all three. You want all three macros because you do want those fibers. Okay, wait. Are we still on topic one? We are. Okay, yeah. Let's move to topic two. Topic two. So working out and training for functionality and longevity. Okay. Love. I have a few clients that are older looking now to not, they don't care as much about their aesthetics. They're like, look, I'm really like happy to just feel really good when I wake up. Like I want to wake up and have no pain. I want to wake up and go skiing. Like I have one client, he's just like, dude, I am so happy. My back feels so good. This is awesome. amazing. Cause we train his core, make sure his core is really strong, right? We're making sure we're doing a lot of hip mobility stuff. Cause a lot of time the men that I have, they didn't grow up doing like what was considered female training. So like Pilates, they didn't do any, you know, fire hydrants in the gym. Like they're not like doing their booty work because like they just didn't think that that made sense for them. Like I get it. I get it. Totally. So I get these guys and they're like, okay, let's do like four Pilates today. And then they crush it. But so maybe you want to mention some uh, techniques that you use or Blake for longevity or you guys, cause I feel like Blake thinks about it a lot more. Um, Blake definitely boyfriend. thinks about it a lot more. I mean, he is so much more into like the stretching, the Pilates, the yoga where it's like, I would love to go into like the gym and like hit the weights. But I've also learned like that by doing that, like we were just saying before, like walking off the plane, because now I have like terrible sciatica because I didn't stretch like after mm -hmm. and I was just like ran in there to get my workout done and then to get out. I mean, and it you is sit like, at a desk and then I'm sitting at a desk. You need to have like such a well-rounded balance of like all the different types of exercises and workouts. I feel like to have, just be able to have you need recovery and conditioning. Exactly. Instead of just training. And a lot of time while we're young, we just train because we're like, well, we're like little like yeah. rubber bands. And you also don't think that you're going to be like hurting from something. Like I never right. thought that, I mean, at 26 years old, I'd have like, I mean, I don't really have like terrible sciatica. It's really just like, I mean, tight hamstrings and, and so on. But it's important because it's like as we get older, these things are going to start to happen to us. And it's like, it's kind of like it's unfortunate, but you know, you're doing and what we're both doing is like progressive overload of our glutes. So we'll like go in and like hit glute day hard. Yeah. And then we'll stretch a little bit. Like if you end up getting on an airplane for four or five hours and you're you sitting the desk, there. Yeah. All of a sudden everything's tightening up your adductors, your adductors creating like a tight, yeah. you know, situation around your hips. If you're older, that's going to be way worse. Like, you know, as you get older, your body's like, oh, like this is not okay. So yeah. like really learning your recovery now. I unfortunately will get a lot of people that are doing their recovery because they were injured. Yeah, you, They get to get injured to then do it. Or I had like one big finance guy and he was like, can I hire you just to like stretch? I remember that. Me th do like a full stretch yeah. routine. And I do all my stuff virtual. So he was like in an office. He'd like still have his clothes on, but he knew he was younger. He was like, for an hour, we would just like have him do a full head to toe stretch routine. It's amazing. Some yoga, like he knew. Yeah. So guys, it's just so important to, I guess, to have your re recovery. But what we're really more talking about is the style of training. So like we don't go super heavy. We focus on like, again, hip opening, a lot of hip circles, mobility. fire hydrants, mobility training, getting in those hips, opening everything up. Think about doing a lot of lateral movements. So like raising your legs to the side, hips opening to the side. That's going to take it out of that center spine, this lower back and everything. Yeah. Somebody wrote to me and they were like strengthening your knee joints. And I was like, well... I'm no doctor. I don't talk about bones, but, yeah. but like just what get some calcium. But really what we're discussing is all the muscles that are connecting around the knee joint. If your knee, quote unquote, knee hurts, most of the time, it's actually muscle groups that are connecting around the knee that are tight, right? So when something's tight, it's shortened and it's pulling on the joint. 
Yeah. So once I was running a half marathon and I knew that the right side of my knee was hurting, it wasn't my knee is cause like my, what was that? I think it was just like my IT band uh, was really tight. So in the middle of my half marathon, I just got on the ground into a really deep, Oh, it was one of my hip flexors. I got on the ground in a really deep, low lunge and it helped your knee push really hard into that stretch the hip flexor, my knee was released. So yeah. you could work with a trainer on that, PT, have them help you with that. There's so much power in knowing. And a lot of people are like, oh, my knee's messed up. And I'm like, honestly, like I'll have them do like certain stretches and they'll be like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, so just your you have no idea. TFL I mean, was tight yeah. or something. I mean, I remember he, Blake had made me go to like a dance stretch class. And that was like the first time I ever actually took like an hour to like really stretch my legs. And it's like, but before when I had like learned with you how to like really lift for legs, I remember like walking down the steps of the subway in New York and being like, I feel like I could like move my legs like everywhere. Like I've just felt like so much better. And I actually think that it, or I know that it helped me when I went back into the gym to lift weights just because then I had yes. more um, range of motion and I could also been able to like, again, mind body connection and like feel the muscles more than yeah. when, you know, you're tight, you're in pain and when you're in pain, everything that's is scary. constricted. And then you don't want to lift on pain because you're like, that's making yeah. it worse. Yeah. So I guess more of the story for this one is just focusing maybe if you are going for that like longevity and, and um, almost like you're preparing to go to Aspen and snowboard and ski, lighten your weight load, train the areas that you're going to be using when you are skiing, et cetera. Get that lower back nice and strong. That's going to happen through training your abs. I recommend training abs with weight, putting like dumbbells on your lower abs while you're training. Yeah. So doing things like that, kind of preparing yourself for just like transfer of training, it's called. So like going up and down stairs, picking up packages and feeling really good. Yep. So it's going to be more on like mobility training, which you can just look, um, look that up doing some floor Pilates here and there yoga, lighter weight training for full body. All right, guys. Love everybody. Love you. <laughs> love you. See you next time. Love you. See you next time. Guys, thanks so much for joining the Bikini Body Podcast. Please DM us with topics you want to hear about on at Allegra Paris, at Allegra Paris Bikini Body, at Dalton T. Evans. You can yes. find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that streams a podcast and on YouTube at at, at Allegra Paris. You can also find a link to the podcast on my Snapchat and TikTok at Allegra Paris. Boom. We'll see you soon. Bye.